I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf's Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Well, today, of course, is Super Bowl Sunday, Super Bowl 54. And as we all know, this day has become something of a, of a national holiday over the last half century. And each year on this big football day, the last game of the season, I'd like to take a few moments and remind sports parents everywhere about the concerns and inherent dangers of sports gambling, especially when it comes to our kids. Now, before I begin, I just want to point out that I'm not trying in any way to pass judgment on gambling, on wagering on sports. The simple truth is that gambling has been approved in just about every state in the union, whether it's in a casino or online, it's legal. But of course, for many years, it wasn't legal. But these days it is, and depending where you live, what state you live in, you can wager on games pretty much in any way you can, as I mentioned, obviously, in online, casinos, and so forth. And of course, for many of us, gambling on a game is no big deal. In fact, it's, it's viewed as being fun, exhilarating, and exciting. We all know that. But for a few others, gambling can develop into a real issue. It's an addictive situation that is recognized medically as a disease that can truly ruin people's lives. And with kids, with teenagers, who are growing sports fans, even though they are supposed to be at least 21 in most states in order to wager on games, the truth is many young people find a way around that age restriction, and they do, in fact, bet on, on the games. So on this Sports Edge show, as I've done for many years, we want to focus on the warning signs that parents need to spot if they think their son or their daughter is beginning to develop a problem with gambling. Now, loyal listeners to the show know that each year on Super Bowl Sunday, where literally billions of dollars are going to be waged, wagered on this one game. I always ask Don from Gamblers Anonymous to come on the show to talk about how parents can pick up on the signs that their kids might be gambling on sports and, and getting into a real danger area. Hey, Don, good morning. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for having me on. Well, Don, it's always good to talk to you about this very important issue. And, and you know, we both know that gambling you know, it, it comes, it arrives in all different forms, uh, betting on who wins or loses a game, on the point spread, on even who wins the coin toss, the over-under, playing, there's a poker, of course, and so on. It seems as though these days you can pretty much bet on everything and anything in our society. Yes, you can. And, um, you know, just as a statistic, you know, I think there's going to be $6 billion bet on the Super Bowl, of which maybe $325 million is legal. 
and Gamblers Anonymous. <clears throat> Our stance is, is not against the gambling sites or anything like that. What what ours what our objective is to really help people who find this a problem with gambling. You know, they use the word compulsive gambling, but I think it's easier for a parent to sit and say, "Does my child have a problem with gambling?" Mm-hmm. You know, uh, a parent is going to have a tough time, you know, acknowledging that a fifteen, sixteen, twenty, twenty-five year old, you know, has this addiction. But I think it's easier for them to see it as a problem. And then it, once they see it's a problem, then at least, you know, we can give them a way to kind of deal with it and see how we can help them. That's the only agenda of Gamblers Anonymous, not against the gambling sites. And even if you look at the gambling sites, they all of them always put, you know, a help number Mm-hmm. And they're there to help when they can. They understand that there's going to be situation. I mean, there's going to be six billion dollars bet. There's going to be people who win, and there's going to be people who lose, and then there's going to be that that small minority of people or a larger minority who this gambling creates an enormous problem for them, their families, their wives, and you know the extended families that these people have. And I, I will give, of course, the number for Gamblers Anonymous, the hotline. But, of course, friends, we are going to take your calls this morning to talk about these issues because, uh, as Don just pointed out, we're not trying to in any way weigh judgment or pass judgment on, on gambling. That's not our purpose in this. The point is if, if, uh, if you have a sense that your son or daughter is having difficulties with gambling, compulsive gambling. Uh, we want to talk about this. Uh, and of course, our number here at The Fan is one 337 The Gamblers Anonymous hotline is one 222 Or of course, you can go just to gamblersanonymous.org. And Donna, I'm very, very, you know, I just want to make this very clear. Uh, back in 2013, the American Psychiatric Association changed their definition of compulsive gambling from a an impulse disorder to being categorized as an addiction. In other words, gambling is recognized as a serious medical disease. And again, it doesn't it only afflicts a a, a portion of our society. But if you have a sense that your son or daughter is having difficulty and you see warning signs uh, about this, at least you know that you can turn to Gamblers Anonymous or other uh, other outlets to, to get some help, and you should do it right away. Well, I think that one of the things, that, and, and one of the visualizations I always try to point out, is if, if, somebody's do, if a young child is doing drugs and three people are walking down the street and you see a somebody who's stumbling from being high on drugs, you could visit, visually see it. If you see somebody, you know, drunk, you can smell the breath, you could see him stumbling. Mm-hmm. The problem with a compulsive gambler is that you can't tell the difference between him and anybody else walking down the street because it's an invisible illness. Mm-hmm. The only time you know that there's a problem is when the child comes to the parent and says to the parent, I'm in trouble from the gambling. And parents, again, they're not, again, it's their lack of knowledge. It's so out of their 
you know, realm of understanding. You know, I think parents can understand what to do if their son has, has an alcohol problem, if they have a drug problem. But when it comes to the gambling, I think the parents are kind of frozen in not really understanding. Yeah. And, and I, I think, think it's, Don, I yeah. think it's uh, important to underscore the fact that for you know, most of the kids who get into this, uh, they're trying to hide it from mom and dad. So if you get to the point where they have to finally go to their parents and say, I, I owe money, I have an issue. By that point, it's, it's pretty serious. And again, and we'll talk about, you know, how parents educate their kids, having that conversation, trying to be proactive about all this uh, before the problem really begins to erupt. All right, friends, let me take a, a, a time out here. Uh, again, we're, we're taking your calls and comments about, you know, educating your kids about uh, sports wagering. Our number is one 337 6666 We're talking with Don from Gamblers Anonymous, as we do every Sunday on Super Bowl Sunday. Uh, Crystal Presti has your update. When I return, we'll go right to your calls. Stay with me. Back here on the Sports Edge, we're talking this morning about uh, the warning signs that sports parents should be aware of uh, if they suspect that they're perhaps their son or their daughter uh, is beginning to develop a, a real concern when it comes to gambling. My guest, uh, of course, is Don from Gamblers Anonymous. And again, I just want to give that number, Don. It's 855 855- Two 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 five five four two, or you can go to gamblersanonymous.org. In fact, one thing I always like to talk to you, Don, is that you know the trends when it comes to kids, teenagers. Uh, I noticed a lot last year when we spoke about this, there was a, a, a noticeable trend with girls uh, gambling on sports. Is that still true? Yes. Well, if you think about the the trend of gambling, when I came into Gamblers Anonymous, today's forty one years I haven't made a bet. And I still go to GA meetings because I know it's helped me and I'm not going to change something. Mm-hmm. But the situation was uh, women weren't pro- uh, didn't go to uh, bet sports and they really didn't like going to the racetrack, which were the venues that were open because mm-hmm. it wasn't a comfortable place. Right. And then all of a sudden in the metropolitan area, they started bringing buses down to Atlantic City, which was the first. And now Resorts World, which is out, which is out by Aqueducts. So the situation is, and then around the country, they have these card rooms. And so Gamblers Anonymous has, with the advent of so many states having gambling and people betting lottery, and people don't think of lottery as as an addiction. But the point is, we've had so many women come in and say they bet, you know, hundreds of dollars a week of the money that they don't have. So it's become easier for them and something that's more comfortable. And that's where we've really seen it. And we've also seen young people, young people, so many of them are playing these video games and the video games lead into this going. It's so easy to to get online Mm -hmm. and and to start moving into that. And the parents say, okay, we'll make a couple of bets and we'll make some fantasy bets and we'll do this. And again, they don't think they're doing anything wrong. And and in general, it might not be wrong. But there's always that percentage of children who just see it. And then they go away to college where they have this freedom. And, you know, they have all their pals and they start these poker tournaments or, or betting on the fantasy sports and picking players. 
And it just all leads into it. And we're here to help those young people and the parents. We're here to help the young people with the gambling problem. And just as important is to help the parent, you know, if, um, go on. I was just saying, let's talk about this. I mean, obviously you must advocate, uh, you know, that parents at some point when the kids are in their teenage years, that there's some, some sort of proactive conversation where the mom and dad sits down with the 14 or 15-year-old and says, look, let's talk about sports and gambling because obviously it's legal. Uh, most states it's 21, few there's 18. But it's, it's out there, and it's not going to go away. Uh, but it can lead, as you said before, Don, the same way people you know, can abuse alcohol or drugs, whatever. Uh, with gambling, it's sort of invisible. And, and parents can say to their youngsters, look, let's talk about this and understand that, that this is going to be around you, particularly as you get older and you go off to college. Uh, this can be a concern, uh, and, and that, that's an important you know, parenting conversation that, that the moms and dads have to have with their, the, with their kids. But the kids may sit there and, and dutifully nod their heads and say, yeah, I got it, I understand. But what the warning signs you've talked about in the past have been like, you know, if a parent sees suddenly a spike with uh, credit card bills from their youngsters or, or a lot of, they're spending a lot of time on their phone uh, with unusual uh, websites or stuff like that. I mean, how, what are the signs that the parents should be aware of if they're beginning to suspect their, their youngsters having some issues with, uh, with wagering on, on sports? Well, I think that one of the things is the children isolating from their parents even more. And parents can see, obviously, a trend. Also, the child is, you look at their grades, and if a child's grades are a certain way through a, a period of time, all of a sudden you see this downturn in the grades. Mm-hmm. You see the isolation. You see If you see a trend that's negative, something's going on. You know, and any parent obviously would, would pay attention to that. And then, you know, the next thing would be, you know, to try to help the child, but they have to be able to understand, you know, what the problem is. And that's what we're saying is if they see it from gambling, and the, and the thing is that if a, par- if, a, if, a, if a child comes and says, I'm in trouble from gambling, the parent, the, the usual maneuver for a parent is to give them the money mm-hmm. and say, don't ever do it again. Just like putting, you know, a young child who who's bad, go up to your room and don't do it again. And, of course, the child, in quotes, will never do it again. And we know that that doesn't work. Yeah. But giving money to a child who's lost money from gambling, that's just adding. The, that's our fuel. Okay. That's our liquor. That's our alcohol. And so many stories of say, of people who have come into the program said, well, when I was younger, my parents paid off the debt. And they said, don't ever do it again. And that, that's but obviously that's not, not, not going to solve the issue. And uh, I know that, understand right. the temptation from the parents' perspective. Okay, I'm going to take care of this one time. Mm-hmm. Don't do it again. But obviously, mm-hmm. if the kid is developing a, an addiction, it's, it's mm-hmm. going to be worse and worse. Uh, right. Right, let's, Don, let's, let's take some calls because this is obviously right. a very important issue. Uh, number, of course, one eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. Let's uh, Let's start this morning with Gary from Colts Neck, New Jersey. Hey, Gary, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning, Rick. Thanks for taking my call. Yeah. And, um, you know, I was, I, I'm 52 years old. You know, gambling was always around, but, you know, I remember 
scratching off a little circle in a piece of paper, not a big deal. But, you know, parenting is a big problem today across the board. Instead of your kids being your best friend, you know, you're under my household. You know, my wife and I, I'm your mother. This is your father, point blank. You have to parent. And at the end of the day, in today's world, it's crazy, man. People want to make money, but instead of going out and showing them how hard to work to make money, you know, they need to know that, you know, value of a dollar. And it's easy. Yeah, you win, you win one day, but think about it. Atlantic City, all these places, they were, they're built on losers, not winners. So mm-hmm. it's, just a, it's a compulsiveness just like any other disease. But the parents, I blame, because they need to parent their children the right from wrong. Um, you're not going to get every kid, you know, being 100%. But you know what? They need to know that, hey, I'm your mother and your father. That's it. So that's pretty much what I just had to say. I just wanted your thoughts on that. Well, uh, Gary, and thank, and thank you for the, the call this morning. And, yeah, it, we're, that's exactly what we're talking about. And, and Don, what, what about this? I mean, you mentioned before, you know, the parents says, okay, the kid says, I got a problem. I owe people some money. Parents obviously are protective. They come and say, okay, we'll take care of it. We'll pay off the debt this time. But next time, don't do this ever again. But that doesn't cure the problem. So, I mean, what can – I mean – at that juncture, do you suggest the parents call Gamblers Anonymous for some help to get some right. guidance on this? And, and the situation is, and again, I'm not disagreeing with the, you know, with the caller, but the, the other part is, you know, you could tell your children, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. But if the child has, you know, predilection towards the gambling mm-hmm. or he's prone to that, then then that's what's that that's what you have to set your sights on. So many young people come in and they come from good families. These are not bad families. These are not children who are abused. You know, you see the other stories. Well, abused children, you know, but abused children had this. So it's not it's not really the conversation. It's certainly the conversation is important, but we have to just watch what our children are doing, and if we see that just like what we talked about in the last segment, that there's just been some significant downturns, then that's what we have to help them with. And the great thing is that there's Gamblers Anonymous is always available. We're all over the country. We have 30 meetings out on Long Island. We have meetings all over the metropolitan area to help the children. Let them come to a meeting. Let them learn. But the other part is for the parent is... There's something called Gaminon, which is a separate organization, which helps the parents, the family, the siblings of somebody who's got a gambling problem, and let them learn. What happens when mm-hmm. uh, a youngster, a teenager, uh, goes to you know, a Gamblers Anonymous meeting or, or mm-hmm. Gaminon? What, just walk us through what happens. Well, he'll come into the meeting, he'll hear some people who, you know, some members who will talk, and and obviously some of the members are going to be older, but we do. We have more and more young people, and and whether a young person walks in at 18 or 23 or 25, and there's a 30-year-old talking, he's going to, we always try to gear our conversation, our our therapies, what we call therapies, to tell them what we went through in those stages of our life. Yeah, and and that's where they really get the help. And the same thing on the other side with the parent. You know, we try to explain to them. We 
to, to understand how what's the best way to help your child. I mean, what's the greatest asset that any parent could have? It's not money, but it's their children. So parents will do anything, and if they come to the meetings, they will at least get some knowledge of it. It's great going to, I have a brother psychologist, and he says to me that the, the greatest thing that you can use if you have a gambling problem or any addiction is these meetings because you go to the psychologist for an hour, mm-hmm. but how do you how do you navigate the other 167 hours during the week? And what happens is we end up calling each other and taking care of each other and getting them through. Like today, today we're, we're having a breakfast. We're over 200 members because today's a tough day for us, for many members. So we'll have a breakfast in the morning, and then at, at night, instead of having our regular Sunday night meeting, we extend it so it goes through the whole Super Bowl. So this way, you don't have to fight this urge all yourself. So you do obviously that, have, have, have a network in place that people... Uh, exactly, right. Uh, I would think... <laughs> And, 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 and I would think that there's a certain reluctance, a resistance for, for, for kids in particular, young people, uh, and of course their, their parents. There has to be a sense which is misplaced that there's, oh, there's a certain amount of shame in this, that I'm doing something that is, is, is humiliating to a, to a, basically you have to go through this process. But that's, how does that overcome when, when it gets to the point where it's just uh, such an issue that they're just desperate for help? Well, I think that, that what happens is, you know, they come to the meetings, you know, on the parent side, you know, a young child, a, a young person, if you sit and tell them, well, you can never gamble again, you yep. know, that, that's something that's really difficult for them to kind of assimilate. But we do try to help them and get to that point. But to the parent, at least we take away the guilt. We tell them, don't give them the money. Understand what's going on. Your your child's got a problem. If your child had some sort of illness, if your child was a diabetic and the doctor laid out a set of parameters of how to help this child, the parent would be more than willing to follow what the parameters are. Mm -hmm. And this is the same, and I'm not equating the two, but it's it's a similar idea of following c- certain set of parameters. You know, we want the, the child to go to the meeting. We think that the parents should go to the meetings so they can really understand what's going on, and whether it be a wife talking about her experience with her husband at the meeting, or it be another family member who talks about it, and it seems that that really is extraordinarily helpful, that once people can identify with somebody else who's gone through it, it changes the dynamic for people. They lose a lot of the guilt. You know, the parents always walk in and they say, what did I do wrong? And they didn't do anything wrong. The wrong is not helping your child at that moment when he, needs to, he or she needs help. We're talking with Don from Gamblers Anonymous. He's obviously imparting lots of vitally important information. For any family that is uh, suffering uh, with, with uh, anybody, a youngster in particular, uh, who's showing signs of an addiction, 
uh, with gambling. Uh, and obviously, we're, we're doing this show on, on Super Bowl Sunday. We're well aware of that uh, because we know that this is a day, the one day in the year where so many, not just millions, but billions of dollars are wagered on this one game. Uh, I want to give you some important information. Uh, Gambler's Anonymous hotline is 855 222 5542, or you can go to their website at gamblersanonymous.org. Uh, and, uh, you know, honestly, this is an issue that, um, again, it's all part of sports parenting. We're in a world where everybody's talking about the big game and wagers and so on and so forth. Uh, if if uh, there is a concern, uh, you're better off trying to sit down with your son or daughter and talking about this and going to or make, reaching out to Gamblers Anonymous. As Don just said, you know, there's, there's great comfort in being around with people who have the same uh, illness, the same predicament, uh, and, and to work through it. Otherwise, you're going to be isolated and only bad things, unfortunately, can occur. All right, let me, let me take a, a pause. When I return... Uh, we'll talk more with your callers uh, at one 337 6666 Have a few thoughts as well for you. Uh, Chris has your update. I'll return. Stay with me. Hey, before we uh, continue with Don of Gamblers Anonymous, I have two important programming notes. First of all, with today being the Super Bowl and the end of the uh, the current uh, NFL season, starting next Sunday, the Sports Edge, we return to a start time of 8 a.m. So next Sunday, you can enjoy an extra half hour of sleep and join me next Sunday morning at 8 as opposed to 7.30. And that start time, by the way, will continue right through the spring and the summer. And secondly, I'm going to be hosting, I'm very excited about this, I'm going to be hosting a big two-hour special on the future of sports parenting here on The Fan on Thursday, February 13th. It's going to be during prime time in the evening from 6.30 to 8.30. I'll come on right after Mike Francesa. And I'm already in the process of lining up some very, very special guests for that, that two-hour show. We'll be talking about the latest sports parenting issues and concerns, everything when it comes to the topic of college recruiting, to how to really prevent arm injuries in baseball, to how top former pro athletes uh, raise their own kids when it comes to sports, and, and so much more. Again, this is going to be on your, mark on your calendar Thursday, February 13th from 6.30 to 8.30 in the evening. Okay, we're talking this morning with Don from Gamblers Anonymous about you know what parents need to know and be concerned about if their youngster begins to show some signs of being addicted to sports gambling. And, uh, you know, I, I, it, it's a real issue. And, again, I just want to make sure that we, we get out the number for Gamblers Anonymous. The hotline is 855-222-5542. Let's, Don, let's get to some callers. Let's go to our friend Jack uh, Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Good morning, Jack. How are you, uh, Rick? I'm um, well. Um, you know, first, you know, as a parent, as a teacher, as a coach, and now a grandparent, um, I really would like to thank WFAN for putting this type of show on on the biggest, biggest gambling day of the year and, you know, making parents aware that kids have problems with, with gambling also. 
You know, it's funny because I used to add this gambling to my drugs, alcohol, and tobacco unit in school. Mm-hmm. And on every Friday before Super Bowl Sunday, I would sit my kids down, especially the older ones, um, the younger ones, you know, my elementary age kids and, and lower middle school. You know, they, if I noticed that there were gambling and kids were betting and things like that, I would, I would address them. But definitely my 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, I would always sit down on Friday and say, listen, and, and we talk about the, the, the dangers of gambling and, and just making that small little bet and how it starts. And I would always say to them, just remember, your first big win always leads to many big losses. And, you know, and the, and the funny thing about that was that we always discuss this in health. And in alcohol, drugs, and tobacco, usually with alcohol, the first taste of alcohol that you ever get is usually from a parent. Here, taste this. Can I have a taste of beer, Dad? Yeah, sure. Taste it. And that's a statistic that's been, you know, that's been it's actually been very constant that most kids, when you do a poll, they'll say the first taste of, of alcohol or wine that I've ever gotten was from my dad or mom. Right. You know, well, usually the first bets you ever make are with your dad on a game or something like that. So usually the parents are the ones who really introduce their kids to gambling, you know, not knowing that it will, it will lead. And here's something that's very funny to me, and, and then, I'll, then I'll listen to y- your answers, but... In the state of New Jersey, you're allowed to gamble legally at 21 years old. They make it 21. But yet, you can play the lottery at 18. Um, gambling is, uh, playing the lottery is gambling. You know, and the funny thing about that is, is that the government earns every penny that's spent on tickets, on lottery tickets and the scratch-offs. And that's the first lead i mean it's an easy thing to do for for an 18 year old to go in and buy a lottery ticket and hope that they're going to win so you know when you're thinking about gambling you have to treat it the same way you would treat alcoholism or or like like don said alcoholism or drug abuse because it is an addiction and the best way to do this is like you said before rick casually talk to your kids on a regular basis you do it about drugs you do it about alcohol and smoking cigarettes. Why not do it about gambling? Yeah. And one other thing to you, Don, is are there any type of um, gambling, you know, um, programs, uh, Gamblers Anonymous for kids, for teenage sessions and things like that? Because it, it might be something that you might want to think about if you're not doing it. I know that they have adults and the kids can come into the adult meetings and listen to adults. But what about a, a series or a program for kids? You know, you might start slow, but it will build. I, you know, I do believe that. That's but a that's a thanks that's again, a good, Rick. Thank you, Jack. Good points as always. And Tom, what about that? Uh, you know, as Jack asked, and obviously talking about his own uh, experience as an educator, uh, what about uh, you know doing some proactive outreach to, to to kids? Is that something that you guys have thought about? Well, we've done it. We've done it in the past, and uh, again. You know, it's really the support of the parents of of the children and the children themselves. You know, a lot of the parents, and again, it's not being negative. It it just goes in cycles. There's uh, we've had over the years a group of parents who really understood what was going on. Uh, they didn't see it as a, um, a a negative thing that their child had a problem. They really saw it as a way of you know getting ahead of the issue. So uh, we have had 
those sort of programs available, and a program is always available. And when we do find young people come in, uh, we try to pair up. If they come to a certain room or or whatever, we try to give them some phone numbers of other parents because a lot of the rooms are, are really, you know, let's say husbands and wives or other family members. So, you know, we are proactive in what we're doing. Again, you know, we're available the 168 hours a week. And that's it. And, you know, when Jack was sitting and talking about, you know, the schools, I can't tell you how many times, you know, over the years, you know, the, the schools would have a, a drug and alcohol program. And they would, and and we have a speakers bureau from Gamblers Anonymous, and we do it obviously as anonymous members, and we talk to the children. And what ends up happening is, um, you know, we've gotten calls from schools and saying, "Well, we really don't have a gambling problem, so mm. we're gonna we're gonna pass on that." Yes, so it, I hear it's you. Also, the schools, so you know, <laughs> but it's coming more and more. And again, I'm not upset with the schools. You know, I, I understand it's the same thing. We talk about this invisible illness, but it's becoming more and more that that they do understand. Even our speakers bureau, you know, when people go out there, the, the kids. You know, it's it's hard for them to assimilate it. But my thought is that if we go out there and we just talk about it, one day a kid's going to wake, you know, a kid's going to be in a situation or one of his friends is going to be in a situation. He said, you know, I heard this guy or this woman talk from Gamblers Anonymous, and he said that there's help. And I can't tell you how many people, young people have come to me, you know, come into a meeting. He said, because I remember when I was in high school, and this is in college years where they come to the meeting. So, you know, it's just getting the word out. That's all. And, and I, letting people know. I think this is uh, exactly mm-hmm. why we're having this conversation this morning, right. Don, is because it has become, we know that gambling has become so pervasive in all different formats, as Jack mentioned, obviously, casinos, lottery, whatever it might be. So at some point, all parents have to sit down and talk to the youngsters about these issues. Uh, and I think it's quite telling when you say, well, the schools say, well, we don't have a real issue with kids gambling on sports because it's an invisible disease. And obviously, the schools either aren't aware of it or they figure that's a domain of the moms and dads. But it's a real problem. And, and as she said, uh, it has to be it's better to be proactive about this and let kids know there is a network like Gamblers Anonymous that can help and, and, and give them some, some real aid if this gets to be a real issue. All right, let me, I got to take a break. Uh, we're talking with Don of Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, their website is gamblersanonymous.org. You can call anytime you want. Their number, their hotline is 855-222-5542. Let me take a pause. I will return, try to get some more calls and stay with me. And welcome back to the Sports Edge. We're talking this morning with Don from Gamblers Anonymous. Obviously, uh, the biggest day of the year when it comes to wagering on sporting events, the Super Bowl. And and we're talking about uh, the warning signs of concerns and what parents can do if they suspect that their youngster uh, is having an issue when it comes to to betting. Uh, Again, uh, I just want to point out that in most states, you do have to be 21 to wager on on sports. Uh, In some places, it's 18 and it really depends on what state in which you reside. And and, and Don, you know, uh, well, let's let's get promise. Let's let's get to our uh, some more calls. Let's go to a Lou over in Lindbrook. Hey, Lou. Good morning. You're you're on the fan. Hi, Rick. How are you? I'm Love well, your Lou. show. 
Thank you. Uh, the point I think I want to make is that many years ago, when we were young, we always had a job to work at. We didn't have things to think about like this, like gambling or drug addiction or anything else like that. When you work, you realize how much, how hard it is to make money. You're not going to spend your money on gambling if you're keeping yourself busy, if you're going to church, if you keep yourself occupied, and if the parents stay involved with their kids. What I think is happening today is the parents are not spending much time with the kids, and this is why the kids are going rampant onto other things. Well, I'll tell you, it's 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 difficult, I think, to make a, a sweeping kind of generalization. Obviously, we know society has changed and has evolved, either for the better or for the worse. And, and Lou, thank you for your thoughts this morning. But I, I do think that uh, because, uh, particularly because we know that uh, the attraction uh, to wager on games is more powerful, perhaps, than than ever, and kids who do have to work and money is tight. Well, this seems like the way, Don, to to really sort of springboard into making a lot of quick money without putting a lot of effort into it. And of course, we all know that's not the way it works in terms of uh, the problems with with gambling. Uh, but it is a concern, and it's something that parents have to address uh, proactively with their kids. Uh, otherwise, uh, they, they, they do run the risk, especially as you mentioned before, especially when kids go off to college on, on their own. You know, it, it's got to be devastating for a kid to all of a sudden have to call home or email home and say to uh, their parents, I, I need to get some extra cash. Uh, I'm gonna, I owe people some money. Well, I think, you know, if you think about, <clears throat> especially for at least my knowledge of gambling, is this is a progressive illness. Yes. And if you think for the fuel of the gambling, it's, it's money. Well, a, a young child is, has ec- access to X amount of dollars. And I always say we gamble to the access and to the excess of the money we have. And as we get older and then they start working, they're making more and more money. And therefore, you know, it, it starts increasing. But, um, you know, I just don't see it as, as a way of that, you know, that's just, you know, um, Lou's comment of society that the parents aren't around or anything. You know, we had plenty of Gamblers Anonymous members back then whose parents were hardworking people. Yep. Yep. And and the situation is... Well, uh, we have to come to grips with the fact that this yep. is a disease. This is not exactly. something... I mean, you used a pretty good, mm-hmm. I thought, uh, mm-hmm. parallel a few minutes ago about, about mm-hmm. you know, if kids are diagnosed uh, with a medical disease by the doctor, whether it's uh, diabetes or something like that, you know, parents have to pay attention and say, okay, how do I help my, cope, my son or daughter cope uh, with insulin shots and so on and so forth. So there, this is a disease. It's not something that's just done by parental neglect it happens because way a, a youngster is born uh the way they're wired their dna is such that this is going to cause issues and they have to basically deal with it on an ongoing basis you know i have i have a theory i want to try to drill this point home before the show ends that you know that gambling and, and athletes that's that, that's a real concern so i mean just because you're a sports fan is one thing but if you're an athlete i mean over the years People, I think, have forgotten about the, the ni- early 1950s uh, with college basketball here in New York City with uh, when those days the powerhouses of uh, Long Island University and CCNY and point-shaving scandals. Then there was a point-shaving scandal several years later at Boston College in the 1970s. Pete Rose, of course, uh, has admitted he bet on, on Major League Baseball games. Uh, and, of course, there's a case which I think people overlook is, uh, is Arch Leister. Now, Arch Leister was a star 
All-American quarterback at Ohio State, and he saw his pro career and his life suffer greatly due to a gambling addiction. I mean, he, he Schleichner uh, paid for Woody Hayes. He was picked fourth overall in the 1982 NFL Draft, and he promptly gambled away all of his signing bonus. His career basically spiraled out of control. In fact, he's his entire life he's had to deal with these issues with gambling. Right now, he's still in federal prison. He's supposed to be released later this year. So, again, I these kind of examples I think parents need to hear. And, and to Don, you know, they need to be reminded that this is a real issue. And just because, you know, your kid's an athlete and a, a wonderful young man or woman, they got to remind this is a real disease they need to be aware of. Well, they what we have to understand is is that Gamblers Anonymous. There's another term for it. It's called a support group, and there's nothing more powerful in society for people to get help than to be in a support group. And that's what Gamblers Anonymous does. It helps both the young person and it has the ability to help the parents, the family, anybody who's 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 affected by it. And that's what you look for. You need the support. That's that's the strength of Gamblers Anonymous. We are a support group to help you. And again, I just want to emphasize that number and is 855-222-5542, gamblersanonymous.org. Don, thank you again, as always, for coming on the show. You do a great service for, for all of us, and I appreciate it well, greatly. You do the same. You know, you always help us, and I think you help the new people, and you also help people who are in Gamblers Anonymous that somebody on the outside really understands what we're struggling with. And I, thank you again. Thank you, Don. Again, that's Don from Gamblers Anonymous. Uh, don't forget, I'll talk to you next Sunday starting at 8 a.m. But my, my thanks this morning to Connor Green. Stick around for J.J. He's up next. I'll talk to you next week right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.